0: My name is Erskine Bell, the host of the Black Self-Sabotage Trap podcast. This podcast takes an honest look at why so many black Americans continue to lag behind all other groups in so many areas. Is this a byproduct of racism or is it largely due to the influence of black culture, black self-sabotage? Today's episode is entitled, We Got What We Wanted. It's the conclusion of a three-episode series about the struggles that blacks went through to get their right to vote. The question today is, however, are we exercising our right to vote? Do new laws aim to take away our right? Many of us don't vote. Why not? Let's talk about it. President Roosevelt once said, Nobody will ever deprive the American people of the right to vote except the American people themselves. And the only way they could do that is by not voting. The issues surrounding voting have been around for a very, very long time. Back in 1776, one of the founding fathers, John Adams, wrote this about voting. He wrote, New claims will arise. Women will demand a vote. Lads from 12 to 21 will think their rights are not enough attended to, and every man who has not a penny will demand an equal voice. With any other, in all acts of state, it tends to confound and destroy all distinctions and prostrate all ranks to one common level. Now, here is my interpretation of what he said. He said, we must keep the voting power for ourselves, or people will see that they too are entitled to it in a true democracy. Everyone would be equal. What a nightmare. With that being the mindset, you can see why it was so hard for blacks to get the right to vote. It meant equality. The people who were once slaves were no longer three-fifths of a person, but now equal with everyone else. If they were given the right to vote, they would have equal voice. As we discussed in the previous two episodes, black people, like no other, went through hell to get the right to vote. Our ancestors fought for and won many things on the road to equality. During Reconstruction, they built their own schools. They became doctors, became engineers, attorneys, teachers, builders. They even went as far as to build their own black Wall Street and saw it burn down, but they never gave up. They fought Jim Crow in segregation. They endured lynchings and bombings and violence and many of them laid down their lives for the right to vote. Today we find ourselves in a very peculiar situation. We pursued education and the right to vote until we got them. Like a dog that chases cars, when he catches it, he don't know quite what to do with it. After all that our foreparents went through, to gain these rights. Today, too many of us don't go to school. Education is not important. The same can be said of voting. Many of us do not exercise our right to vote. We will use any excuse not to vote. Well, it does not matter. It's too much trouble. Now that we have the right, we're not using it. We have to remember that every vote counts. It has been said, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Remember back in 2000, Al Gore lost the Electoral College vote to George Bush by .009%. In the state of Florida, he lost it by 537 votes. Every vote counts. Since the last presidential election, I have heard a lot of talk about people on the news saying they're trying to take away our rights to vote. Many black commentators are saying the new laws that they're putting in place are going to somehow stop black people from voting or somehow hinder them from voting. So I decided to take a look into some of these new laws that have actually gone into effect, or new laws that have been proposed. Let's take a look at a few of those today and see, is it anything in those that are unique to stopping black people from voting? One such law is under the heading of New Barriers to Applying for Mail Ballots. At least 18 bills in five states would impose new identification requirements for absentee ballot applications, including a voter Social Security number, driver's license number, or voter record number. I don't see anything that's too hard there asking for a Social Security number or a driver's license number or a vote record number. We should be able to get that. And it goes on to say, bills in Mississippi and South Carolina would shorten the time period for submitting an absentee ballot application. So they're going to shorten the time period. How does that in any way hinder black people from submitting an absentee ballot? It just says they're going to shorten the period. So if voting is important to you, It means that you just get your absentee ballot in earlier. Solution to this is get an ID and make it a priority to submit your application early. I think we should be able to do that. The next one is entitled, Prohibition on Sending Unsolicited Mail Ballots or Ballot Applications. At least six bills in five states would prohibit election officials from sending out mail ballots, a ballot application, unless a voter has a firmly requested one. Don't see a problem here. If you really want one, just simply request it, and you are going to get the application just like everyone else. The law is just simply saying that if you want to get one, they're not going to send it out unsolicited. So if you want one, just simply request it. Again, I see nothing there that is unique to black folks unless it is implying that we don't know how to apply for one. The next one is under the heading of Restrictions on Returning Mail Ballots. Arizona and Virginia legislation would eliminate the use of drop boxes altogether or prohibit the use of unmonitored drop boxes. Okay, so how would this uniquely affect us? Do we put all of our ballots in drop boxes? And if they take them away, why can't we take our ballots where everyone else take their ballots? Goes on to say, an Arizona bill would require voters to present identification when returning a mail ballot. And if an eligible person is returning a mail ballot on behalf of a voter, that person would be required to present identification and attest in writing that they are the voter's family, household member, or caretaker. I think we should be able to do that. If you're going to take your mail ballot in, you should have identification. If you're taking it in on behalf of some other voter or family member, I see nothing difficult in attesting in writing that you're the voter's family, household member, caretaker. Again, I don't see that being an issue for us to go as far as to say that someone is trying to take away our rights by basically stating that we have to have an ID. And then there's a lot of gaslighting that goes on around issues. One of the things that it is easy to do in today's social media world, gaslighting is something that happens and it seems as if everybody does it. Now, let me read a quote from our current president regarding one of the new laws around voting. Here's what President Biden said. It's an atrocity. The idea, you want any indication it has nothing to do with fairness, nothing to do with decency. They pass a law saying you can't provide water for people standing in line while they're waiting to vote. You don't need anything else to know that this is nothing but punitive, designed to keep people from voting. You can't provide water for people about to vote Give me a break. But if you go and actually read what the New Georgia Law says, here's what it says. No person shall solicit votes or distribute or display any campaign material, nor shall any person give, offer to give, or participate in the giving of any money or gifts, including but not limited to food and drink to a voter. This code section shall not be construed to prohibit a poll officer from making available self-service water for an unattended receptacle to a voter waiting in line to vote. One writer from the National Review responded to the President with these words. The president's claim that you can't provide water for people about to vote is just false. What you cannot do under the new Georgia law is deploy people in National Rifle Association t-shirts and mega hats to hand out free Couch Brothers Finance Federalist Society-branded pizza to voters. In other words, this entire controversy is not about people dropping dead of hunger and thirst along voting and lines. It's about engineering, election engineering around the polling place by people looking to advertise that they represent a cause and who try to influence voters by giving them free stuff. Across the country today, we already have lots of laws against this sort of thing. There's nothing wrong with Georgia's law to limit it. So, People get us all worked up about things that are not really issues, and we believe it without looking into it. But there's a simple solution to this problem. If you're going to go and vote, and you believe that it's going to be a long line, bring your own water if you feel that you're going to die of thirst while you're waiting to vote. This is not an issue. We're making issues out of things that are not issues. Have you ever noticed things that you really want to do? You find a way to do them. Back when you were dating a girl, she could live 100 miles away, and you would get up after work, and you would drive that 100 miles to see her, and then you would turn around and drive back home. It was no big deal. But as the years went on, and maybe you married a girl, Now, if she asks you to run to the grocery store, it is too much trouble simply because you've lost your motivation to do it. And for us, many of the things that we don't want to do, we make up excuses as to why we can't do them. Now it's about the lines being long and we're not having any water. Just simply bring your own bottle of water. It's a non issue. In the book, False Black Power, Jason Riley commented upon this situation in this manner. The fact is, there is no excuse for us black voters to remain in such a supine state that a Republican-controlled legislator in North Carolina could neuter the political impact of black citizens by merely asking them to present an identification card. I find that entire argument to be patronizing in the extreme. How is it that the uneducated, open-addicted, unemployed white voters who came out in droves for Donald Trump at his rallies and later in the voting booth and who thereby elected him president are able to pull the lever, but their black counterparts need a federal court to intervene before their political rights are validated. Our fate, I thought and still think now, is in our hands, not in those of a Supreme Court justice. In other words, we need to stop making mountains out of molehills. You can go out and vote if you want to vote. But the thing that we have to do is make voting a priority. Register to vote. Follow up to make sure that there are not any issues. Make sure that you are in good status and there's nothing that would allow your voter rights to be purged. Spend some time understanding what the issues are, how the issues will affect you. Don't believe every conspiracy theory. Be informed. Read up on political issues, both local and national, and figure out where you stand. Well, my family are Democrats, or my family are Republicans, so that's what I am. No, look at the issues. Remember, although voting is very important, nothing will affect your life more than the choices that you make. I heard many people saying, when Obama was president, he didn't do anything to help black people. We wanted better paying jobs. To get better paying jobs, many of us need new skills. We need more education. On March 7, 2015, then President Obama traveled to Alabama and delivered a speech marking the 50th anniversary of Bloody Sunday when 600 peaceful protesters seeking the right to vote were beaten and tear-gassed by mounted police as they tried to march across the Selman Pettis Bridge, a speech that he gave honoring ordinary Americans who were willing to endure being beaten for the right to vote. And shortly after that time, they interviewed Mayor Evans of Selma, Alabama. And here is what the conversation was about. The reporter asked, what's life like for the average citizen in Selma, where 80% of residents are black, she asked? I mean, your city does have challenges. You got chronic unemployment rates. What are the biggest problems from your vantage point? Well, from the standpoint of jobs, the mayor said, we have lots of jobs. It's just that there are a lot of people who do not have the skill level to man these jobs. And that's the biggest problem we have. There are industries and businesses here that are searching for people to come to work. But many times, They're not able to get the jobs because they're not going back to pick up the trade or the technical skills that's needed in order to take the job. You can vote for job training programs. You can vote, and funds can be available. But until you make up your mind that you're going to take advantage of it, you're not going to get the most out of it. It's important that you vote to let your voice be heard. It makes a difference. Every person that meets the qualification should vote. Make your vote count. But at the same time, always understand, politicians can't fix your issues. It will always come back to the choices that you make. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember, we are the masters of our own destinies. If you enjoyed the episode today and would like to be made aware when new episodes are posted, please subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlackSelfSabotageTrap.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your comments about our show by using the website contact page to send us an email or clicking on the microphone icon to send us a voice message. Cheers.